The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business on News Talk. One of the things that is making the news, it's not making much of the papers except for, I think the Irish Examiner managed to stay up late enough to get a review in of the Late Late Show. A couple of the papers have some of the press clippings or some of the polls pictures from earlier on in the day. But of course, Late Late was on last night. One can only assume that it got something to the order of a toy show audience because everybody seems to have had a look in at it um, last night and to have an opinion. And from from just the, the social media glances last night, it would appear that Patrick Hilty was a roaring success. Here's what he sounded like on the show. Gentlemen. We want to welcome a man from Gondrum County Down. Let's have a welcome from Patrick Keelty. Oh, thank you so, so much, folks. What, what a lovely welcome. I was, uh, I was standing out the back there like Joe Duffy about to be introduced to the Wolf Tone gig. So, um, <laughs> so you've no idea how nice that feels. Uh, Good evening and welcome to a brand new season of The Late Late Show. Yep. It's great to be here. So nice to finally get started because as you all know, folks, The Late Late Show has been off air now for almost four months. Well, I uh, I say off air. It's um, (laughs) it's been on Morning Ireland, Primetime, Lifeline. What a treat it is to have the Late Late Show on again after the news. That's... Um... So there you go, that's Patrick Keelty last night opening up the first of his uh, runs on the Late Late. With me is Barbara Scully, author and broadcaster and Jim Elliott, comedian, who were glued to it last night <laughs> and arrived in this morning filled with bleary thoughts eyed. and bleary-eyed, <laughs> but, but <laughs> happy. Jim, your thoughts? I loved that he opened with a five-minute monologue of jokes, and I want that to continue. I've, I've always wanted the late, late to be a lot more like the American talk shows that I grew up watching, the Letterman and Carson and Leno. I like it when the show starts with 10 minutes of jokes about whatever happened that week. I think that's a great thing. And I thought he did great in that. His first five minutes, those were really tight TV monologue jokes. He had the, he had the one about uh, asking the questions rather than answering them at the Erectus and, and the no expenses spared. And he had a great gag that I loved about if the uh, TV license numbers are anything to go by, there will be at least 27 people watching. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I like that he was just taking shots at RTE. I thought that was very fun. That was one of my favorite things that Letterman always used to do. He would just make, after he, uh, after he didn't get The Tonight Show and brought his show to CBS, he spent his entire time taking giant craps on CBS and the rest of their programming and all of their networks. It was great. That's what I love to see. I love to see an angry employee making fun of their boss. <laughs> There's good comedy in that all the time. So I hope next week... I hope he opens with jokes. Why not? Let's do let's do five to ten minutes well, of jokes at the top. The risk, of course, in emulating, if you go with emulating a, a Tonight Show, is that the Tonight Show has a writer's room able to well, and so heavily paid have and heavily resourced. Is hire a bunch of comedy writers. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, because you do need a room full of people to come up with ten minutes of good jokes every week. Like, that's not something, I mean, the guy's a good comic, but Jesus, 10 minutes of nationally broadcast material, tight and safe and clean, that's a tall order. So hire five writers. 
Let's go. I mean, and I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think RT is really uh, looking to add staff at the moment. I think about. No, I, I've read something about a funding yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good news is we work cheap. So somebody in Donnybrook is listening to this. Give me a call. I can help. I know a bunch of other comedians who are good writers. Let's get us in there. Let's write a monologue. Let's have an opening monologue every week. Why not? You have a guy who can deliver it. You have a comedian. Let's use him. I have a, a text already coming in saying things like "too much comedy for me, Anton." That's too never much comedy. <laughs> you dry. Oh, oh my god. You Too miserable. much comedy for me, Anton. That's never what the late late was about. Where was the informative style? Another, the set reminded me of James Corden and Jonathan Ross. Where's the originality? Another, see, the thing is though, this is you don't really want originality in it's a, a talk it's show. It's a talk show. It's a standard there's, there's a format. Limit to what you can do. What do you want? I'm in a hammock. Just a thought on the late late show. It was too scripted and too short. I, too short. Too I won't short. be turning tuning in again. Unfortunately, Tommy just said things to try and make the audience laugh. But yeah, I hate it when insane. that happens. <laughs> who, are the, who are these <laughs> listeners? Answer, what's wrong with your audience? It was a bit weird, really. Says the text five three one zero six. It cost the thirty cent. If you have a view, if you have a view that you don't want to put your money behind, oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six on WhatsApp. Barbara, your views. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, first of all, it was lovely to have something where there was a kind of an anticipatory feel about watching it. You were mm-hmm. quite excited. You know, this is maybe this is. And going you didn't to know work. who the guests were, and, you like the and I love that. I love that. Don't tell us who the guests are in advance because mm. honest to God, if I'd have known who the guests were in advance, I may not have switched on last mm. night. I agree with 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 uh, with Jim. I think uh, the opening monologue was great. It's funny, cultural references. I thought it was more Graham Norton than kind of like That's the American fine. talk shows, yeah. but I thought it was great and more of that. And I think the satirical kind of pop at things that are in the news, great, love it. Uh, let's keep that going. I also love the fact that he was introduced by Gabo. I thought that was lovely touch, and I thought that. I wonder if they're uh, going to keep that. Do you think that, that was played, a first show? No, only I think thing? that was probably just a first show. Maybe uh, I don't know, but I think it, I think you know. After a while, we won't hear it anymore. Mm. But it, I think last night it worked really, really well. Patrick Kilty himself, I think he was very at home doing the opening thing. I thought when it got into the interviewing, his nerves showed a little bit, uh, which is understandable. Oh, the pressure! The Imagine pressure the was pressure. huge, huge. Oh. Um, I'm not sure. I, the problem last night was the guests, as far as I was concerned. I mean, the first three guests were great. Although, I don't know what happened to Hector, because he said nothing. Um, like, I've never seen that <laughs> I before. I was like, what's wrong with Hector? He said nothing. Um, Tommy Tiernan, I felt, was trying to not over overshine or outshine, because, you know, obviously he's a real funny guy as well. Um, and then we had Mary McAleese, and I wanted to hear more from Mary McAleese. And I didn't know why they brought her on with the other three, why it wasn't just a standalone interview and why it wasn't a more serious interview. And that is the problem with The Late Late Show. I think it doesn't know any longer what it's there to fulfil. And I think it pays too much attention to American talk shows and things like that, where the entertainment thing is is overarching. The Late Late Show, because I'm as old as the hills, The Late Late Show in its heyday. Now, OK, and I know it was one channel land and we had no choice and we had nothing else to be doing. But the the mix of kind of interviews with celebs or people who are well known and panel discussions about things that were of interest, not necessarily heavy duty political or current affairs things, but cultural things. The kind of stuff Mary McAleese was talking about for the, the few moments that she got to talk about things is really interesting. And Irish people, I believe, love that. I think if you look at what we do all year round in this country with book festivals, an awful lot of book festivals have panel discussions about various topics and they're sold out. Well, Jim has been the one who has been pushing the notion that this return towards tonight's show style of broadcasting is where we need to be. Do you disagree? 
I mean, when uh, I was about to interrupt you there, Barbara. <gasps> yeah, I know. So I didn't. I didn't. Progress, <laughs> growth, personal growth. Um, you see, you were saying, oh well, it, it's a, it's it's supposed to be too. And I, and I was thinking to myself, what we, we don't want our programs to be entertaining. Let's no, make no. them fun. That's the thing. I, I've never understood that about the late late when I would watch it. Where there was always like a tragedy segment. Yeah, no. You no. know what I mean? We're bringing out this person has a book to promote, and here's a very funny fairness, person with a movie, and here's someone whose whole family was just killed in a car crash. Like, what are we doing? That was something that, in my mind anyway, was brought in under the Ryan Turberty years. That last element yeah. that would have Ugh. you going to bed misery, in tears. Yeah, that was. I mean, Good. drop it. that. Let, uh. let that go. Uh, but I don't think, you know, I think you can, the late late was always this weird animal that didn't follow any obvious uh, other, uh, you know, and isn't um, that bad? format. It was great. No, it was great because it was mad because, you know, you'd have a celebrity interview and then you'd have a panel discussion about something and then you might have something a bit controversial. It was everything thrown into the mix. Mm. And I think that that's what we need to get back to. What I thought was fascinating last night, because there was a lot of, I was watching the, the Twitter machine, um, the X machine, um, and there wasn't a lot of love on the Twitter machine there never is. for the two Johnnies um, <laughs> who were brought on, right? And I kind of get that. But then I thought back and I thought, there were seven guests on The Late Late Show last night. Five of them were on because of podcasts. What does that tell you about our media landscape today? And podcasts where the hosts themselves but all said, we just shoot the breeze. We just get together and have great crack. And we have some drink as well. And it's all great crack. And I'm there going, Wow. What a time to be alive. Well, this is an interesting thing because you, we mentioned on, on the Twitter machine, one of the things that I was um, fascinated by was the positivity on the Twitter machine. Because you you just as, you know, you t- open up Twitter and you go, OK, let's see yeah. the bile. And there was very little in the way of yeah. bile. And likewise, just reading the texts that are coming in this morning. I had stopped watching The Late Late because it was so boring. I watched last night. I thought Kilty was brilliant. I'll be watching yeah. it from now on. Another mm. loved Patrick Kilty, especially the James McLean bit. Um... Another good first night. There's bound to be some nerves. I think Patrick's desk needs to be turned a little more because they all look like they're sitting in a row. But again, um, another Keelty is humble. Guests don't feel like they're sitting in front of God, so it's going to work. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, I like there's the a lot of love for Patrick Keelty. I think people. I think people. He's a likable guy, and I think people like him. And I think the fact that he came. And out you can feel that mixed, in the audience. You, you said. Can, mm-hmm. I assume he must have warmed his own audience because it felt like there was yeah. a draw for him. And also, I out. think the fact that he mixed what you re- referenced the comedy at the beginning, mm-hmm. and he then went into quite an emotional. A little, small bit about his family background um, and his kids and he got quite emotional and I think people love that. that was well, interesting, this text saying now, why was The Late Late so much about Patrick Keelty? It was never like that with any of the previous Because the hosts. last guy had the gig for 14 years, that's why. If you're changing yeah, when it... when Ryan took it and when Pat took it, there wasn't that level of self-reference there on the first show. wasn't a big handover show. on no, the No, their show. last show was, well, yeah, Ryan's was, was quite self-referential, but the first that. was, it was get to the meat. It was, here's here's the show. Hey, did he have to do that because there is an element of that guy's not from here, he's a foreigner? Well, I think there was, and it was referenced on Twitter as well, there was quite a few comments about the fact that it was very much of an all-Ireland late, late show. Good. You know, with him being from the North, with Mary McAleese being from the North, and with the last guest who I had to Google before he came on, when he said he was a centenarian, I thought, oh, somebody who's a hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, who's this guy who's a hundred? And then this young football player came out. Um, but I think that gave us a small insight into the fact that Patrick Keelty may have very good interview chops when he gets going. You know what I mean? He stayed well, quiet and he let your man talk. Can I ask a question about uh, the the structure of the show? Because that thing of not announcing the guest, I kept, I was sitting watching going, 
okay, any minute now they're the going to bring guest. out the big guest. Yeah. It'll be Bono yeah. or somebody. Well, yeah, you yeah. know, and you're sort of going through the list and going, did Colin Farrell, Will Farrell was here last week. Maybe they did a prereq with him and they got mm. something from him. Um, Gordon Ramsay's filming in yeah. Ireland at the moment, so maybe they've got Ramsay. It was what's who's Tommy Tiernan? To Chop liver? Come on. Well, Tommy Tiernan is the host of the show that's on the next oh, night. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and he's just the two Johnnies are the host of shows who are on during the week on radio. And mm. James Clean is grand, but you know, if it's Wrexham, you yeah. actually want Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and Mary McAleese. You know, unless she's taken up base jumping, there's not a lot mm. that we. Was I the only one who thought where's where, where's, where's the, the where's the where's the big where's the yeah. big explosion? I don't know. I mean, who, uh, no, I think I think you're absolutely right. Well, you're never going to be able to pull a Graham Norton level couch. You're no, just not. For the market's your first not big show, enough. Do you not have one tent pole guest? I I mean, I I assume they tried. Could I mean, be- even even if they had done a pre-record, as you say, with somebody, you know, I mean, Patrick Keelty would have a lot of good connections as well. You would have imagined that yeah. he would have been able to. Well, but I thought it was interesting that he said that he had to get McAleese. McAleese yeah. oh, that was interesting. You see, my, now this is, I, I don't like dissing the people who work at that a far lower level than somebody like Patrick Keelty does um, money-wise. But I do think the Late Late Show, the behind the scenes, seem to have a, an, I, I'm not sure they're best placed to, to me, I've often thought this is trying to pander to a younger audience who don't watch the Late Late Show. Like nope. the two Johnnies. I, do you know, I don't know. My kids are in their mid-twenties. They both came in and went, what are we watching? And I went, the Late Late Show, Jesus. And they went out. Yeah. Um, they haven't watched. I, have and say, I was very taken by the ad for erectile dysfunction medicine. <laughs> it totally took me by Gotta go where the money is, yeah, man. Uh, it's I a local product <laughs> too. They make it here. But that's that, but, that's where their audience is. Do well, you know okay. what I mean? So if they're chasing a younger audience, this goes back to something you said earlier. What do the kids do? They're not they going to watch the Late Late Show. podcasts. Yeah, okay. The two Johnnies have but, a wildly successful podcast. They can sell out the O2. Like they, they, could, they can yeah, sell no, 15,000 tickets in a night like no you but know they ain't watching the late late show no more than I don't they know, ain't listening to 2fm either but they ain't watching the late late show tech saying um the late late going light light to win a young audience what about the climate change debate is the big issue worldwide maybe that's too boring for the late, late. i'm watching jim's face at the thought of yes <laughs> more misery let's no, get, you see, let's get I some would actually i would uh, disagree with you i would love that i would love to have uh, some climate patrick, scientists on patrick kilty being funny uh, you know, the showbiz, razzmatazz, jazz hands guest, great. And then let's have a bit of a discussion about something that's interesting. Well, Barbara, stay with the show because later on, David <laughs> Ryan will be joining us. Whoa. <laughs> God, they missed a trick there. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for the analysis and for uh, watching last night. The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.